Welcome back to the program. I'm Zev Brenner. It's been a while. It's always a pleasure to have with us Rabbi Elio Abadi. He's Beirut born. He's a prominent scholar of Sephardic Judaism, but he just was appointed to be chief rabbi in UAE, United Arab Emirates, where he's going to be the second full time rabbi from New York. That's there. He's actually moving there. Got to be there in a couple of weeks. So uh, he's also very active, and he's a doctor. He's a real medical doctor, not just a Ph.D., but he has a real doctorate. He's a specialist, and uh, he is also involved in the Sephardic community, including being president of Justice for Jews from Arab countries. Rabbi Dr. Ali Abadi, thank you for joining us again. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, the position is the senior rabbi of the Jewish uh, Council of the Emirates. Now, how many Jews are in the Emirates? Well, it is believed that, that there are uh, approximately 800 Jews in the in the Emirates, and uh, and uh, 250 or so are are active in the community. The others, uh, as you know, they were uh, at, at the beginning probably uncomfortable uh, disclosing their Jewishness, but now uh, after the Abraham Accords, uh, many of them are uh, are admitting and are coming out in a sense, so to speak. Uh, um, you know, proudly with with uh, you know with recognizing themselves as Jews. So there is a lot of potential of work over there in the community. But what's interesting, you find, for example, in Saudi Arabia, I don't think you have any Jews living there. But you have in UAE, even before there was a formalization of relations between Israel and that country, you had Jews that lived there. So, which is nice to see. And now they seem to be going all out. I believe all the hotels have to serve kosher. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. Uh, the government has, uh, has given instructions to uh, hotels to, uh, to provide kosher food for all the tourists to uh, make all Jews from all over the world comfortable as they, uh, as they go there, as they go to Dubai and the rest of the Emirates. So and they are, they are Jews in Saudi Arabia. They are Jews in Saudi Arabia. Uh, I know for a fact that they are. Of course, many of them have not, again, publicly uh, uh, acknowledged that. But uh, sooner or later, that is going to happen. As the uh, as, uh, political uh, situation changes there, and, and as their rapprochement uh, uh, with Israel will take place. Now, in Saudi Arabia, there are Jews who work for various governments that live there, but actually people who are not affiliated with any foreign government, or but actually citizens that are living there that are Jewish? Any, 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 and you may have a couple. I can't just see any, any sizable amount because of the way Saudi Arabia is set up. I don't have the exact number, but I know there are uh, Jews working uh, in, in many industries in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and uh, as I said, they may not have acknowledged publicly that they are Jews, but there are people uh, working in petrochemicals and banking and, and many other industries in Saudi Arabia. Uh, and as I said, I think uh, sooner than later uh, that acknowledgement will become public. So maybe you can expand the chief rabbinate to go to some of the other countries as well. Is that possibility? So you can be the chief rabbi of UAE. I believe Bahrain has now relations. Well, well uh, you know, I'm going to be there uh, as the senior rabbi, and um, I will, uh, of course, extend my uh, my help to the entire region, and uh, will be more than happy to to help uh, the the Bahraini Jewish community and. Uh, if there will be one in Saudi Arabia, we'll be there too. 
uh, I, I will be there for, for that entire region. Now, how did it come about that uh, you got to be the position of chief rabbi? Well, uh, uh, I have been, uh, in a sense, consulting with the community for now almost two years. Uh, rabbi Yehuda Sana was actually uh, uh, appointed as the chief rabbi a year and a half ago. Uh, and uh, with my work with them, uh, they extended the invitation for me to be uh, the senior rabbi there. So Rabbi Sarna uh, uh, appointed me, basically, and invited me to be the senior rabbi over there. Which is very nice. Now, how much time? You don't have a lot of time to get the announcement just made, and you have to be there, I believe, on or about November 1st? Correct. Correct. So you don't have a lot of time to pack up. It's it's going to be different than being, I know you're a rabbi here in Manhattan. Uh, it's going to be quite a bit, when you were at the Edward J. Sanford Synagogue, it's going to be quite a bit difference there, adjustment, and it's going to be a whole different lifestyle, and the whole family's going. So that should be a challenge. You know, of course it's a, it's a challenge, but believe me, when I, uh, when I came to Manhattan, uh, the Sephardic presence in the Upper East Side was uh, was very very minimal. So uh, uh, I came and I built uh, a, a beautiful Sephardic community from ground up. Uh, from uh, barely, we did not have a minyan at the beginning when we started at the Edmund J. Safar Synagogue, and then uh, presently you have six to seven hundred families plus a uh, community center built plus a school built. So. So I work very well with the tabula rasa, so to speak, with with the ground that is very fertile and there's nothing yet there, and build up from the ground, build from the ground up. So uh, it's in a sense similar because Dubai is uh, almost another New York. Uh, the 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 tall buildings, the skyline, modernity, uh, English speaking. Uh, society is uh, quite cosmopolitan from all over the world. They are practically the population in, in, the, in the Emirates in Dubai and Abu Dhabi really come from 194 countries that exist in the world. So it's, a, it's, it's another New York. Uh, I will feel actually uh, very uh, at home, so to speak, having been born in, in Beirut. Uh, my uh, my uh, first uh, language that I spoke was Arabic. So, so I will not feel as a stranger in that in that land, and uh, I will be basically building from ground up, also. And that's a that's a challenge, uh, an exciting challenge for me. Now, what about COVID? Is that a major problem in UAE? Because obviously, in the East Side in New York, it is a challenge. Synagogues can't really function the way they normally do. So, this might be a blessing in disguise, depending on the COVID situation. Are shuls allowed to operate at full capacity in Dubai? Well, no. In Dubai, there are still restrictions now regarding uh, uh, regarding uh, get-together and the amount of people indoor and outdoor. So, uh, there is our, there are those restrictions are in place. The use of masks, social distancing. So, we will uh, work based on on those uh, uh, rules and regulations regarding COVID. And uh, eventually, hopefully, we will overcome that as uh, as a vaccine will will uh, will emerge in the next two three months or so, and uh, we'll hopefully uh, go back to to normalcy. 
Okay, but uh, I in, in New York we're seeing, and, and I don't know if you have any comments about what's going on in certain Jewish neighborhoods. They're restricted much greater than they are on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. You can't have more than 10 uh, members pray in, in a synagogue and non-essential businesses are closed. And there's pretty much, uh, there's been some protests. They've been a community very upset because they feel that the regulations are not scientific and not really, you know, shouldn't just be applied the way that they're being applied. I don't know if you, I'm sure you've seen the news about it. Yes, I, I, I'm very well aware of uh, of, uh, of the protests. I'm very well aware of the new restrictions. I am. Uh, I've been following that very, very closely. Actually, uh, I, I, I do agree that uh, some of these uh, restrictions are unscientific. Uh, they are discriminatory um, because if you if you look at the statistics per a hundred thousand population. There are uh, areas in New York City much higher than the park, uh, than the um, Ocean Parkway cluster, uh, when it comes to per 100,000 population. And so those areas were not targeted um, by the governor or by the mayor. Uh, so uh, I understand the, 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 the concerns of the governor and the mayor. I understand their, 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 their zeal of, uh, uh, making sure that the uptick doesn't continue to contain uh, to contain the infections, but I also understand the population uh, who feels that it's being targeted unjustly and unscientific. No, absolutely, but I I, I would assume that the situation is quite different in UAE. Absolutely, yeah. Over there, the situation is much more under control. Uh, the number of infection is not uh, as high as it was here. And, uh, and the population is very, uh, very uh, uh, following the, you know, the rules as as uh, as, as they have been given. Rabbi Doctor Eliabadi, he's just he's the second rabbi appointed. He's senior rabbi in UAE in Dubai. When we come back, we continue our conversation. If you would like to chime in, we'd be happy to take some of your phone calls. Our number is 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. If you're a Sephardic background, we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what it's going to be like being a senior rabbi in an Arab country such as UAE, which is unusual that they have a functioning and growing Jewish population where the government is looking to see more of that take place. 212-769-1925, extension 100. Email is a wonderful way to have your questions answered as well. My email address, zevbrenner at gmail.com. That's Z-E-V-B-R-E-N-N-E-R at gmail.com. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. You're listening to the TalkLine Network. Brenner, our guest, Rabbi Dr. Elliot Body, appointed senior rabbi in Dubai. He has to be there by November 1st. We're taking some of your phone calls at 212-769-1925. 212-769-1925. You want to email us? It's a great way to get your questions answered. That's zevbrenner at gmail.com. Zevbrenner at gmail.com. Let's go to Peter in Manhattan. Your question for Rabbi Dr. Elliot Body. Yes, Dr. Uh, doctor, um, it's pretty well documented that teaching a, a new ideology to a culture creates certain problems. For example, an, uh, an Arab is a Jew and has to deal with an Eskenazi's lifestyle. How do you approach it? 
I'm sorry, your question was not very, very clear. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand it either. I could maybe rephrase it because I didn't catch it either. Uh, let's face it. A lot of North African Jews are Arab Jews. They also have Arab culture. How do you, as the new rabbi coming from the West, introduce the discrimination and all those other foibles that enter into the transition into basically Ashkenazi culture? I think that question is well stated. I'll let the rabbi tackle that. Uh, again, uh, it might be well stated, but, but you're being cut off. You're not very clear. Oh. So I'm hearing the other word. Zeb, would you... I, I also, it was clear. So your question was, is there's a difference between North African Jews and, other, and Ashkenazi Jews? Is that the crux of your question? So how do you, how do you relate to all everybody? Basically, but the is that I have a lot of friends from North Africa who are Jewish. And when I attend the functions, there's different techniques, there's different cultures. And how, do, how will the rabbi introduce these differences, which are basically European? Okay, well, he's not European. He's actually born in Beirut. I guess he wants to know how you would work with Ashkenazi Jews in Dubai. You made a little bit of everybody, especially from the business community. How are you going to relate to them, considering yeah. that they're different cultures, Swartic versus Ashkenazi? It's a different world, so to speak. Uh, well, uh, first of all, we are all Jews, uh, descendant of the same Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. So that's number one. Number two... Uh, the world has become so uh, so at the fingertips of people, there's instant communication. So all those cultural differences and all those traditional differences have been smoothed already uh, throughout in the last several decades, uh, given the uh, mass communication that uh, social media, that, uh, that videos, that, uh, that uh, transmissions from Israel, so pretty much uh, Ashkenazim and Sfaradim uh, have uh, uh, know, known, know each other's traditions, melodies, and everything like that. And, and the so Sephardic food is terrific because I think that's a hit even with Ashkenazi Jews. And you have in Israel, you have, the I guess, the country's become more Sephardic. The Sephardic music, the culture has permeated. Right. So even among the Ashkenazi, those from Western countries. Right, right. So, so, so far, the community in Dubai, it is mixed. It, it, is, it has Sephardim, it has Ashkenazim, it has Mizrahim, and they all live in, in uh, peace and harmony as, as one community. And so we will maintain that peace and harmony. My wife uh, is Ashkenaz, and so therefore I, uh, I have studied in an Ashkenazi yeshiva, but in a Sephardic program. So, so practically uh, my whole life has been uh, exposed to a Sephardic tradition, Ashkenazi tradition, and we are very able to uh, combine that and synthesize that and, and live in peace and harmony. Okay, let's go to Stanley in Forest Hills. Your question for Rabbi Dr. Eli Abadi. Thank you very much. Can you, can you, I'm having a bad uh, go feedback. Ahead. Yes, uh, go ahead, I'm Stanley. Feedback. Your okay, line's... Uh, uh, excuse me, but uh, I have a, a concern, Rabbi. Uh, you're... Moving your entire family, you're making a tremendous move for, as you say, for like 800 people, Judaism. Now, what uh, do you actually think people will emigrate? Jews will leave their countries and come to the UAE? I mean, are you expecting to do something like that, where you expect major emigration, especially with the problems in the Middle East? And what kind of security uh, 
situation? Have you discussed with the government or anything in regards to if something happens? Have you talked with the government? Uh, yes. Well, let, let me answer your question one by one. So first, uh, even if it's uh, 800 people, that's 800 Jewish souls that uh, need uh, Jewish leadership, need rabbinic leadership, and need uh, attention and education. And so, as you know, in Judaism, we believe kol hamatzil nefesh achat miYisrael or hamekayem nefesh nefesh achat miYisrael keilu kiyem olam male. So even one person is like the entire world. And so, um, and so, uh, you know, to make that move and that commitment to, uh, in a sense, uh, serve. Uh, and and uh, and save 800 Jewish souls. That uh, that's definitely a, uh, a very important cause. Now, uh, do I expect uh, people to move in to live? Yes, I am expecting people to to move and live. But I'm expecting much more tourists and tourists that will be there not just for one week or two weeks, but maybe for an extended period of time that they might uh, do also business in that area. Uh, the, the, the Gulf uh, is really changing significantly politically uh, and, uh, and um, uh, uh, business-wise. So, yes, we are expecting the community to grow significantly, given now the accords with, with Israel, the peace treaty with Israel, uh, not just with the UAE, with Bahrain, and uh, I understand Oman is uh, is coming also, Sudan is coming, possibly uh, Qatar, uh, and then eventually Saudi Arabia. So that entire region is going to change significantly, and you're going to have a lot of Jews, mostly probably from Europe uh, and from Israel, might move there to, to settle. Uh, the the situation for Jews in Europe is becoming uh, more and more dire, um, given the anti-Semitism uh, there. But mo- moving to these com- countries, the Arab countries, is more safe, do you think, in the long term? Uh, uh, Compared to Europe, it might be. Is that what, is that what you're saying, Rabbi Abad? Uh, yes, yes, believe it or not, believe it or not, the security situation in the Emirates, is excellent and a second to none. Oh, they're Jews uh, in Kuwait. One second. So, so the, the community is well protected. All the entire uh, the entire uh, population is uh, is very well protected. If you really compare, and I did it, if you compare the crime rate in in uh, in the United Arab Emirates to the United States, to tell you that the United States ranks uh, the third and the fourth. Uh, uh, of the worst uh, countries with crime rate, that that includes assault, murder. Uh, yeah, rape, but, uh, well, I'm sorry to interrupt, but in Dubai, if you steal, they cut your arms off. We don't do that in the United States. And Dubai is number 97th in the world, which means uh, one of the the best countries uh, with very very low crime. Mm-hmm. So yes. I do believe is safe. It's definitely for a Jewish community is much much safer than any city in in in, um, in yep. Europe, and believe it or not, much much better than Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, good luck to you. All right. Thank you, thank you, Stanley. So, Rabbi Abai, does that mean that you're going to be encouraging Aliyah to Dubai? For, for, for uh, the com- <laughs> 
Well, uh, Aliyah, I don't know uh, if it's called Aliyah to Dubai, but uh, we will be there to uh, to uh, to uh, service them, to to help them, and certainly to to give them uh, the Jewish uh, experience that they need. AI from the Lower East Side of Manhattan writes. Uh, Always the greatest and best shows, Yasha Koach. Please ask the rabbi if he needs help packing up his farm and other help and assistance with packing and moving, or does he already have it under control? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, we're going to try our best. Okay. If you need if you need his help, he's uh, he's ready to help you. Now, anytime. Appreciate it. Now, you are a co-president of an organization called Justice from Jews from Arab Countries, and the premise is. Yeah is that Jews in 1948 and even beforehand and afterwards were forced out of Arab countries and had to move to Israel and elsewhere, and their property was and, and goods and land would never compensated for. Is that organization viable in today's changing climate? Is that something which you can press Arab countries for, for compensation when they're opening up the doors to Israel and have Jews come? Well, uh, that... Uh, or this organization is more and more viable now that there is a, a sense of rapprochement, and many Arab countries are wanting to open up their doors to uh, re-welcome the, their, their Jewish uh, their Jewish uh, resident that they had uh, and Jewish citizens that they had prior to the establishment of the state of Israel. So that recognition is going to be coming uh, soon, hopefully, from many Arab countries, and um, and certainly. Therefore, that organization is becoming more and more viable, and its message is much more important. Uh, our primary message of the justice for Jews from Arab countries is not only uh, compensation. Uh, it is mostly, believe it or not, educational. We want uh, the Jews to know about it. We want the Arab countries to know about it, what they have lost uh, uh, in, in culture, in tradition, in, in uh, science, in medicine, in anything, in business entrepreneurship, and many of those countries are waking up to that reality that really what they did by expelling or imprisoning their Jewish communities for all these uh, decades since then, they're realizing that it was a big mistake, uh, and therefore they want to try to repair that, they want to try to uh, to reinvigorate their economies by welcoming, wel welcoming the Jews, so I am optimistic that that will take place within the next several years. Now, as you know, uh, as you know, uh, uh, the, the Emirates and Saudi Arabia were not part of those countries at all because there were no Jewish communities there whatsoever. Uh, or, or Bahrain also was not part of any of those ten Arab countries that uh, that uh, that expelled their Jews because. They were so they will, they are not part of that of that uh, of that uh, thinking. Rabbi Dr. Eliabadi is our guest. He's a prominent rabbi, scholar of Sephardic Judaism. Currently lives in New York City, but within the next couple of weeks, UAE Dubai will be his residence, his family's residence, where he's now the senior rabbi in the country. When we come back. We continue our conversation. We'll also take some more of your phone calls. 212-769-1925. That's 212-769-1925, extension 100. If you have any questions about Jews from Arab countries and Sephardi and Ashkenazim and UAE and relations with Israel, that's a lot of the Arab countries are moving in that direction. Uh, we have somebody who is fluent in six languages, uh, Arabic. Uh, what is the language, Rabbi Abadi, that you speak? Spanish? 
Arabic, English, Hebrew. What other languages? Did I, what, I missed two of them, right? Okay, when we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll ask them that question again. We'll take some of your phone calls, 212-769-1925, extension 100. You want to email us, zevbrenner at gmail.com. A reminder that we're with you 24 hours a day at talklinenetwork.com. That's talklinenetwork.com. We have a 24-hour day listen line, if you want to listen on a plain old good-fashioned phone line, 641-741-0389 is the number to listen, 641-741-0389. On your cell phones, download the Jewish radio app. We are part of that. And we're also on Naki Radio 24 hours a day. And... Uh, we were on the radio. We, of course, we're here tonight on WR seven ten, but we're on WSNR six twenty a.m. Monday through Wednesday from seven p.m. till nine p.m. Thursday nights from seven p.m. till eleven o'clock. Saturday nights we're all Jewish all Saturday nights, beginning at nine p.m. going all the way till four a.m. We're going to be right back. Don't go away. Stay tuned. Check this out. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please become a fan of Talk Line with Zeb Brenner on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google+, and YouTube. On Twitter at TalkLine Network, if you have an Android phone, please download our free app in the Google Store. For iPhones, download the Jewish Radio app. Of course, tune in 24 hours a day at TalkLineCommunications.com for nonstop Jewish broadcasting. Don't blow a fuse because you're having trouble making a connection with an electrician. Hershey Fromowitz and his licensed crew at Safety Electric take pride in responding quickly and safely to all your electrical needs. Whether large or small, private or commercial, Safety Electric is here to service you at prices that are affordable, especially during these trying times. They do new meters, remove violations, new wiring, and camera systems, as well as renovations and 220-volt wiring. Safety Electric is light years ahead of the competition, so for quality work, reasonable prices, and your satisfaction guaranteed, please call 347-645-4321 for a free quote and take charge of all your electrical needs. That's 347-645-4321. New Yorkers, help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Take these steps. If you're sick, stay home and only leave for essentials, including getting tested for COVID-19. When you go out, practice physical distancing. Protect others by wearing a face covering as you can be contagious without showing symptoms. Wash your hands often with soap and water or use alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Get tested. There are sites in all five boroughs. Join us in the fight against COVID-19. We're all in this together. Have you been exposed to COVID-19 but do not have any symptoms or been diagnosed with COVID-19 but are not in the hospital and have had any COVID-19 symptoms in the last six days? If you have, you might be eligible to enroll in one of two trials and have a 50% chance of receiving antibody-rich plasma. By participating, you can help us learn if antibodies from recovered patients will help your body fight COVID-19. You can help us learn if convalescent plasma helps patients recover faster and can prevent others from getting it. Consult your healthcare provider as there are risks. 
please consider joining this trial and help fight COVID-19. For more information and to enroll, call the COVID Plasma Initiative at 888-506-1199. That's 888-506-1199 or online at covidplasmamaterial.org. Free transportation is provided. Again, that's 888-506-1199. There is nothing worse than starting or ending your day knowing your bathroom isn't fully functional. Is brushing your teeth a nightmare because your drain is clogged? When was the last time you ran water down your sink and it went through with a quick swish? Does your sewer back up? No matter which sink or drain is clogged, Power Rooter, the sewer and drain experts, gets to the bottom of your problem. For over 20 years, Power Rooters, fast and reliable service, have made it easy to clean your pipes and drains, unclog your toilets and sewers without draining your pocketbook. With my sewer backed up, I called Power Rooter to the rescue, and so should you. Every home needs a backup plan. Power Rooter, fast, clean, efficient, and reliable. Check For Power out. Service, call them at 718-686-8686. That's 718-686-8686. If you're sick, stay home. Welcome back to the program, Moms at Brenna. Our guest is Rabbi Dr. Eli Abadi, and he's going to UAE. He's becoming a senior rabbi there. And we're taking some of your phone calls at 212-769-1925, extension 100. Email us, zevbrenner at gmail.com, zevbrenner at gmail.com. Menachem writes to Rabbi Abadi, is, will Rabbi Abadi also be continuing his medical career in the UAE as well? Yes, yes, I'm looking to continue uh, my medical practice there. Of course, it will be a robust medical practice, so that way I will continue in the path of uh, the Rambam, uh, the Sephardic scholar and, and, and Chacham of the 12th century, uh, uh, at the same time to fulfilling the the dictum of our Chachamim, Torah im Derech Eretz and Torah im Melacha. So that that sounds that sounds great. Um, you, what are your media plans when you get there? What are you gonna, first going to be doing? Well, the first thing I'm going to be doing is I'm um, going to, of course, meet the entire community and, and chart a plan of, uh, of work, a working plan uh, for the community. And, of course, I am already thinking maybe we should organize a Pesach trip to Dubai. That's great. Uh, I know a lot of people will be interested in going. When will you know about that? Oh, I would say probably within a month or so from now uh, we'll have a better idea. Okay, okay, keep us informed. I think a lot of people will be very interested in that. Okay, Jeff yeah. from Flatbush, you have a question for Rabbi Abadi. Yes, will will Rabbi Abadi be extending the Gezeira against accepting converts to any kind of kavod in the uh, Sephardic community in New York? Will he be, will be extending that Gezeira to the Emirates, not allowing halachic converts to have any kind of kavod or get married to any Jews over there. No, we will not be extending that takana. That takana is a strict takana of the uh, Syrian uh, Middle Eastern community uh, in in New York, and uh, that's a local takana that it will not be extended to uh, to to Dubai. No. 
I would like to say Rabbi Avadi Yosef came to America many times to try to have that Gezeira mavatled. Which, which means it translate means that edict he wanted to be abolished. Right, and they refused to do it. The Syrians refused to do it. That, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, the, the, the Takana, we call it the Takana, not the Gezera, because it was a Takanat uh, Chachamim, not, not the Gezera. So the, that Takana, that edict, uh, has, believe it or not, has really protected the, the Sephardic community in New York tremendously. Uh, and, it, it, you know, as they say, the proof is in the pudding. It's a question of statistics. While the intermarriage rate uh, in the United States, uh, the general intermarriage rate in the United States is probably reaching 60%. The intermarriage rate in the reform community is uh, over 72, 73% of the conservative community is over 55%. Even amongst the Orthodox community is over 15 to 18%. Uh, but I'm not the, talking about, about... No, but, but he's saying uh, what the saying is... Uh, what ta- one second, one second. Let, let him one finish second, his thought. I'm not talking about intermarriage. I'm talking about halachic converts. No, no, yeah, but that's, that's the point is. Uh, let me tell our audience, there was an edict in the Syrian community in Brooklyn that even if they normally would be able to convert according to Jewish law to halacha, they would not accept them at all, even with a halachic conversion within the Syrian right. They wouldn't accept them. Right. Rabbi Abadi Yosef was very much against that. Okay, but that was the edict of the community. One at a time, I'll let Rabbi Abadi respond to you. Allow me to finish. Allow me to finish. So if you compare the intermarriage rate, because, of course, the... When you marry... Hold on, let let, let Rabbi Rabbi Abadi finish you, then you can respond. Let me finish, please, then, then, then please speak. Let me just finish. So... Even the 15 to 18% intermarriage rate in the Orthodox community, many of them are halachically converted. Of course it is. Well, then However, that's not intermarriage. Halachic conversion uh, is Hold on, you let, let him finish. One second. One second. The intermarriage rate of the Syrian Sephardi community is less than 1%. And so, and so uh, having a, a result like that, you cannot but say that the Takana has worked very well for the community. Now, is it, is it, does it have its, uh, its negatives? Of course it has its negatives. We're not, uh, we're not acknowledging that it doesn't have its negatives. It has. But its positives, at least for the community, has outweighed the negatives. But well, it's because, not a Takana that, that well, the Chacham, Rabbi Avadja Yosef, who, who's the Chacham of the door for the Sephardic people, and is very maker when it comes to conversion. In, in he's his very world. lenient, but... totally aghast at this... Uh, this uh, but it was an act, it was a, a, the Syrian community had its own rules, and again, I, I, I don't, I, I understand why, but it's not, it's not, it's not normative in the Sephardic Jewish community. Sephardim are generally more lenient when it comes to conversions, but in this case, they enacted this regulation decades ago, which they continued to do, where they will not accept conversions, uh, at, 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 at all, period. So if you want to convert to Judaism, you certainly can, but you can't convert under a Syrian Jewish conversion, especially in Brooklyn, a deal in New Jersey. Anyway, I guess, I guess they also will not accept Ruth, the mother of a, uh, the grandmother of David Amalek. That's right. That's right. That's right. These are different times, different uh, generations, different needs. At the end, Rafa Yosef agreed and admitted 
that the Takana of the Syrian community, Sephardic community here in New York, has worked, and they should... Rem- they should he never agreed. He was always against it. He was always... Okay, always but Rabbi Abadi is saying something. Anyway, I, I, I appreciate no, your... He was not against, he was not against it in the locality of New York, but uh, but in Israel would would have been so different. Okay, I we have only a few moments left, Rabbi Abadi. I want to squeeze in one more phone call. We have Yosef yeah. from Rockland County. Yosef from Rockland County, you have a question for Rabbi Doctor Elia Abadi. Yosef, are you there? Okay, if Yosef's not there, we'll uh, we'll move on. Uh, out of curiosity, you know, Rabbi Dr. Ali Abadi is there. Yes, go ahead, Yosef in Rockland County. Your question for Rabbi Abadi. I, I listened to the radio show, I think it was 10 minutes ago. Is this the same guy that's inviting people to move to the Bay? Is that correct? Okay, go ahead. I'm What's not, your question? I'm not I want to make sure that, I'm, that it's, the, it's the same show because my question is he was saying he's inviting people and people. he's expecting people to move over to the Muslim countries. And the fact that's shown that Jewish people are staying comfortable in the country just long 70 years. And my concern is it seems to be pretty exciting now with Trump's work, um, getting Israel together, getting those countries together, and welcome the Jewish community. But I think from 60, 70 years, it will look like New York today. I think uh, and New York State, with Governor Cuomo being in a Democratic position, we're in a, in a crisis that I think I'm really saying for my life every day that we need to get out of here. So I'm, I'm against the fact that he's, on welcoming people. I think I want to know what's his plan in the long term. It's going to take 60, 70 years. Once people, Jewish people start growing away and making business, they will, they will be full of hate. Now which is new to them. This, the second we're comfortable, and 70 years from now, we're, going to just, we're just going to be... Again, Jews don't create anti-Semitism. Anti-Semites create anti-Semitism. I'll let Rabbi el we have literally two moments, so I'll let him respond yeah. to you. We need one second. I want to finish. We need a long-term solution. That's my point. Okay, let let the rabbi respond to you. Go ahead, Rabbi Abadi. Look, uh, the history of the Jews for the last two thousand years has been like that, and even from the Chorban of the first temple, from the destruction of the first temple, when the Jews went to to Babel, the Yirmiyahu Hanabi, the prophet Jeremiah, told them specifically. Build houses, uh, plant vineyards, and and live uh, and seek and and seek for the peace of the city that you're going to be living. Even though he was only for seventy years, and God knew that he was going to be for seventy years, and the prophet Jeremiah also knew that it was going to be for seventy years, but he exhorted the Jews to live in peace in the city where they're going to be uh, exiled, to build homes, to get married. To, to, to work, to found working. So that has been the history of the Jews for 2,600 years. And so there's nothing new about that. Uh, what was the long-term solution? The long-term solution is, is, is Eretz Israel and the coming of the Mashiach. But as long as that has not taken place yet, so therefore Jews have to be wandering from country to country, unfortunately. Look at what happened in Europe after the Holocaust. Who would have believed that a Jewish community will will grow in 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 Berlin in in in, uh, in uh, Germany? Who would have thought that the community would be growing in Poland, in Warsaw, and they are, and or or in or in Kiev or in Odessa, and so uh, or in Moscow. So uh, this this is this is the life of a Jew, uh, and as long as uh, we have not yet. Uh, 
had kibbutz galuyot, the ingathering of the exiles into Eretz Israel, and as long as we don't have the Mashiach, people will make their choices as to where they want to live. So yes, the I agree. Let me just ask you. Let me just have the opportunity to ask you one question. Do you agree to the fact that um, um, that the people in the United States are pretty facing? People are saying that we're facing a face with ant hate and anti-Semitism, like similar to world before World War II. Or you think that's a little bit exaggerated? What's your say? I, I do think that the Jewish community in the United States, and probably in areas where we are more uh, noticeable, uh, are facing uh, difficult times. And the increase in anti-Semitism uh, is not an imagination. It is happening, unfortunately. Now, is it like before World War II? I think that's a bit of an exaggeration. But I think we ought to be uh, vigilant, we ought to be aware, and we ought to be ready to uh, to take our stuff and move if, if necessary. Uh, but I think maybe it is a bit of an exaggeration to say that we are right before World War II. Anyway, Yossi, uh, thank you for your phone call. I appreciate it. We're out of time. I, before I let you have your rabbi, Dr. Elio Abadi has been our guest. He speaks six languages, so let me see. You speak English, Hebrew, Arabic, Spanish. What are the two that I'm missing? Uh, French, and as I said, I'm conversant in, in Italian and Portuguese. I, I was going to say Yiddish. Uh, <laughs> you may need it in the UAE. Anyway, I want to... That's the extra language, yes, correct. All right, that's the universal language. So we wish you a lot of luck on your move by November 1st. God willing, you're going to be in the UAE as senior rabbi there. And uh, we look forward to keeping up with you. And if if you do a Passover program, I assume you're going to want to get people from the United States to come. So can people start registering, or you have to wait till they till you move in there? I have to wait until I move in there to to uh, to to do that. But uh, hope, hopefully within a month, maybe we'll uh, we'll be able to have a uh, a final decision. I will and definitely let you know. Wonderful. Regards to the family and have a safe move and continuous success, um, especially you, in your new position. Thank you so much, Zeb. Thank you. It's thank a you. and honor to be in your program. Thank you, Rabbi Dr. Elia Abadi here on the TalkLine Network. And uh, we hope you've enjoyed our programming tonight. Make sure you tune us in 24 hours a day at TalkLineNetwork.com. That's TalkLineNetwork.com. And online at uh, talklinenetwork.com. They mentioned our 24-hour day listen line, 641-741-0389. And you can catch us on Monday through Wednesday on WSNR, 620 a.m. And Wednesday nights, uh, Thursday nights from 7 p.m. till 11 p.m. Saturday nights from 9 p.m. till 4 a.m. Rest of the time online, talklinenetwork.com. We appreciate your listening to us uh, this evening. And keep in touch with us. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. We're at TalkLine Network. We are the TalkLine Network, America's leading Jewish radio and TV programs. Thank you for listening tonight. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. This is the TalkLine Network. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to TalkLine Communications Network, America's leading Jewish radio and TV network since 1981. This concludes Jewish programming for tonight. For continuous, non-stop Jewish broadcasting, please go right now online to TalkLineCommunications.com. For more information on all of TalkLine's Jewish radio and TV shows, please call 212-769-1925 or email info at TalkLineCommunications.com.